0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Florida Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Holland. It is Friday, July 31st, 2020. Happy Friday, everybody. Hopefully you've had a great week so far. If you have weekend plans, stay safe out there. Have a good time with yourself, your family, your friends, whomever you're with. Don't let this COVID nonsense keep you down. We're all getting through this stuff together, right? If you hear extra excitement in my voice today, it's because it's full out Friday. Talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks today, this roster from top to bottom is very good looking on paper, but we're going to get into it, okay? Before I get started, got to give a shout out to my boy Keith, big Bucks fan. This one's for you, bro. Let's get into this lineup here. So first talk about the overall roster. First practice was on Wednesday. Still crazy to see Tom Brady throwing passes in a uniform, not the New England Patriots, but we will take it here in the Tampa area. Thursday, waived a few players. Jordan Leggett was waived. DeAndre Hall was waived on Thursday. And as of today, wide receiver Jade Mickens has been waived. Spencer Schnell has been waived. He's another wide receiver. And outside linebacker Nasir Player has been waived. So right now, the roster sits at 81 going to have to get it down to 80 by mid-August but one of the awesome awesome things is the Bucks have signed all of their 2020 draft picks all seven already signed you have to love that it's proven that the front office is committed to getting stuff done they see the window here bringing Tom Brady in it's about winning right now so you look at the Draft players, or the players that were drafted here in 2020 that are all signed. First round draft pick, tackle Tristan Wirfs, 6'5", 320 pounds out of Iowa, 13th overall pick. Me, I think the guy's a stud, and I'm looking forward to seeing him on that offensive line protecting TB12 safety. Second round draft pick, Antoine Winfield Jr. I got a chance to see him and their fifth round draft pick, Tyler Johnson, both play which seems like years ago but it was in january it was the january 1st i believe it was the first or the second um bowl game down here at raymond james stadium it was the outback bowl auburn versus the university of minnesota my lovely fiance went to the university of minnesota antoine wayfield jr and tyler johnson both graduates or both University of Minnesota Gophers, I think Winfield Jr. is going to be a stud. I liked Tyler Johnson a lot when I saw him too. So again, two more players that are already signed. Six-round draft pick, you had Tackle, Khalil Davis, already signed. Also, I forgot about third-round draft pick, running back, Kashawn Vaughn, and he is actually on the reserve COVID list right now, but he is still signed. 5'10", 214 pounds out of Vanderbilt, look for him, Shady McCoy, do some things, so looking good on that front. Also, the seventh round draft pick, Raymond Calais, also signed, and then also Chappelle Russell, who is another seventh round linebacker, 6'2", 236 out of Temple. So again, you get players in, you get players signed, it's all about getting things done, the front office all being in unison with the team on the field. Also, how can we not talk about Shaq Barrett, who signed his franchise tag, as many of you probably already know, coming off just an absolute monster year. Guy's a stud. I mean, just an absolute stud. But signing that franchise tag will put him in the 15.8, a little bit under $16 million range for this 2020 season. I mean, what can you do? Can you get a long-term deal done with him? I don't know, but he played his way into that franchise tag, that type of money for sure. 19 and a half sacks, 58 tackles, 19 tackles for a loss, 37 hits on the quarterback, a pick, two defensive passes defended, and six force fumbles. I mean, what more can he ask for? Led the NFL in sacks. Guy's a monster. Just a straight-up monster. Also, re-signed seven-year veteran tackle Josh Wells to shore up a little bit of that offensive line, and plenty of undrafted free agents are down here in Tampa as well. You have John, John Hust, Nick, Le, Nick Leverett. I reading off my notes with this one when it comes to the untracked free agents Parnell Motley Josh Pearson Reed Sennette quarterback out of San Diego linebacker Michael Divinity wide receiver Travis Johnson so just some players that they resigned or they signed after the 2020 draft claimed Elliott Fry kicker from Carolina And one of the big things, too, on the offensive side of the football is exercising the fifth-year option on O.J. Howard. I mean, O.J. Howard, stud when he came out of Alabama, number 19th overall pick back in 2017. So they've picked up his option every year. When you come into the league, four-year deal for all of the first-round draft pick rookies with a fifth-year option. They've picked up that option every year so far that he's been here. Last year, his a season that saw his numbers go down, but Bruce Arians runs a different style of offense. You know, that is a scheme that typically he runs long developing plays, seven step drops. It's not heavy on the tight end position. It will be interesting to see what Byron Lethwich, offensive coordinator does with Brady because he loves his tight ends, obviously. So you're going to have OJ Howard back. You're going to have Gronk. I mean, come on, Gronk down here in Tampa, man. If I see Gronk out, I'm buying all of his drinks, even though he's probably got four hundred million dollars in the bank. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't have four hundred million dollars in the bank. Maybe one day I will, but as of, as of right now, I don't. Working on it though, working on it. So we're gonna see how that works out. I do really, really like Byron Leftwich as an offensive coordinator. I mean. Thirty and thirty, Jameis last year. Uh, Thirty touchdown passes, but thirty picks. But man, just Jameis. I'm gonna miss you, bro. Because I, I actually, um, very fortunate. I actually weirdest thing ever. I met Jameis Winston two weeks in a row. Well, I met him one week, and I talked to him, and then I saw him the following (laughs) week again, and. He was like you're everywhere I am and I was like hey man you want to bring me into the fray <laughs> I got nothing but time on my hands but my personal experience with him again I met him at Doc B's in Tampa restaurant and nicest guy ever that I saw him the following Sunday at Oyster Catchers having brunch talked to him again could not be a nicer guy. So I have nothing but positive things to say about Jameis Winston as a person in my interactions with him. I don't know about all of the other controversies outside of that. I'm just going to tell you how he treated me when I had my interactions with him. And I wish him the best up in New Orleans right now, backing up Drew Brees. But we are in the TB12 era here in Tampa. So talk a little bit more about the offense. I mean, what are you going to say? On paper, looks great. I mean, you got TB12, I mean, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I mean, it, it, the talent, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, Gronk, Shady McCoy. I mean, Ronald Jones. It, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how they gel. And most importantly, it is going to fall on whether or not this offensive line can protect tb12 you have donovan smith you have ali marpet i always i always mess up his last name and it's so easy it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous and ryan jensen alex capo and obviously tristan whiffs who was drafted first round draft pick again i think he's going to be a stud so we will see and again they signed, re-sign josh wells And Joe Hogg is also there. Joe Hague is also there as well. I always struggle with the offensive line, remembering off the top of my head. But, you know, it's going to be an offense that I don't see how they're not going to put up points. Again, the only thing is to see how they will adjust. Bruce Arians, again, runs a different style of offense that Brady has been used to running his entire career. But obviously, I trust Bruce Arians. think he's a great coach. And again, I really, really like Byron Leftwich as a play caller. So I think we are going to see an offense that just puts up points left and right. I mean, look at the points they put up last year. Jameis drove you crazy, but it was entertaining to watch. That's definitely for sure. So just studs all across the board. I look for Brady to come in, hold those guys accountable. You know what you're getting with Tom Brady. The GOAT, a leader. Guy that's going to make you work harder. Now you have somebody in the building that has the, the cache, the cash, cache, cache. I'm not French. The cache that you're going to have to step your game up. And they're all professionals, but there's certain guys who you know what they are going to expect out of you. And I expect to see the level of professionalism in this organization, on the field that we've seen in New England with Tom Brady. You know, slinging that thing. Love Brady. Love that guy. So moving on to the defensive side of the ball, and this is one of the the things that people are not talking about because of Brady. Brady's getting all of the love, and he deserves it, obviously, but the defense at the end of the year last year was balling. Balling. Top five defense, and again, I love, I love, love, love the addition of Antoine Winfield Jr. I think that he is going to come in and eventually, eventually become a starter. I mean, right now you, you're looking at Mike Edwards and Justin Evans at the safety positions, but I think that you could see Antoine Winfield come in and earn a starting spot. His dad, stud, many, many years in the league. I think that Antoine Winfield Jr. will bring a lot of those same qualities to the table here in Tampa. They're going to run that 3-4 scheme as always. And I mean, it's just guys, you know, you're not going to find another defensive roster in my opinion that across the board matches up talent-wise. I mean, you still have Indomican Sue, you have Vita Vea, I mean, you have William Golson, JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul for people that are listening that don't know. Um it's, you know, just you got studs, you know, Devin White, Levante David, um, of course Shaq Barrett, Carlton Davis. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's gonna be a a show if they can pull it all together. Again, they gelled at the end of last year and they were laying the wood to people. It's tough when you have your quarterback turning the ball over at a at a highly alarming rate. But, you know, what are you gonna do? So again, you're looking at um, a scheme that will put pressure on the quarterback. I think. I, I look at Shaq Barrett to have another big year. Um, gonna get double teamed, gonna get chipped a lot, but you know, great pass rushers, that's what they have to deal with. A lot of people forget that Shaq Barrett was in Denver behind Marcus Ware and, of course, Von Miller. So I think being able to watch those guys and how they prepare and being able to see their strategies and learn some of the moves that they used throughout their careers, I think you saw that last year with Shaq Barrett, and I think that he will have another great year. So obviously, again, on paper, offense, defense, I mean – a lot of talent on paper, and special teams. I think that will be a situation where there'll be some guys that stand out. I mean, my dark horse when it comes to special teams is going to be Bradley Pinion. Look for him to be all over the place on special teams. Got John Franklin the third. The speedster. I don't know why. I you know I watched last chance you and John Franklin the third. Got a little soft spot for the guy in my heart, so um, we'll see what happens with good old John Franklin III. The boy can run. I'll give him that. The boy can run. So, again, roster-wise, we're going to see what happens, see how this thing gets cut down as training camp goes forward, and looking forward to seeing the first preseason game. I look for the Bucks to you know, make a lot of noise in the division this year. Still got to deal with the Saints opening night is going to be against the Saints. That's how you come out the blocks. So it'll be interesting to see. What do y'all think? What do you think the record is going to be for these 2020 Bucks? Can they host a Super Bowl and also be in the Super Bowl? I mean, can Tampa host a Super Bowl and can the Bucks also be in the Super Bowl? Can it happen? Y'all let me know. Send me some emails. Let me know. I love when People reach out to me and let me know what they're thinking. The Florida Podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and send some emails over to me. Let me know what your thoughts are on the 2020 Buccaneers. I'm excited. I love great football. I love TB12. I think it's going to be a great year. I'm sick of COVID. I just want to watch some ball. All right? That's all I have for today. Until next time, have a phenomenal weekend. This is The Florida Podcast signing off.